The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by IPVanish. IPVanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server. The perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome everybody to the Notorious OTV we are continuing our Saratoga Podstravaganza. That's right, an episode for every single day of opening week of Saratoga. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn, and uh, I, I've got with me, I've got a special guest. I have a feeling after you listen to this episode, you're going to be like, what the fuck, Chase? Why isn't this person the actual host of the show? Uh, why do you subject us to 45 minutes of you talking uh, with regularity? Um, so, uh, just r- remember dance with who brung you that's all i'm gonna say to the folks listening uh please welcome <laughs> to help me handicap the late pick five the saratoga saturday card the one the only the miss megan divine how are you megan hi i am doing well yeah just uh lots of lots of big racing going on we opened ellis park last weekend which is where i'm spending the summer mm-hmm. and uh looking forward to obviously this weekend today well friday thursday being the opening day of saratoga but right. uh, a lot of yeah. racing on on tap for them yeah it's uh i i watched a little bit of a ellis park this weekend and it was a damn quagmire uh with with what i saw it was it just looked like it it looked great lakey out there is the only way i can really <laughs> describe it yeah it's uh well and of course there's a few opening weekend jitters i guess that they are kinks that they have to work through so um hopefully a lot of that stuff will improve as we continue on throughout the meet but um the weather was not our friend i mean it was extremely hot on opening day it was like a heat index of i don't know maybe 105 maybe a little less than that um so that was really really interesting (laughs) luckily all the horses were fine so that was good everyone handled it well um myself included but um yeah then we had some rain and that took us off the turf and i mean heavy rain like there was at one point like running water over my feet in one spot that I was standing in. So we were taking off the turf and unfortunately a lot of our stakes races um, were on the turf that weekend. So still it was, it was a good day, good opening um, yeah. weekend of racing. There's some really, really cool horses that go through Ellis Park. I mean, especially the young horses, the two-year-old program is awesome there. Yeah. So it's, it's a fun meet to follow along with. Oh yeah. And don't worry about the rain that's cleared out. It's going to be like Clifford. The big red dog is just breathing in your face. Uh, you know, yeah. by, by the next I call time it air. You can wear is really, <laughs> it is like walking into a hot, wet blanket. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> uh, did, so we were recording this Thursday after, uh, the races went final at Saratoga. Did, did you get a chance mm-hmm. to watch any, any of the Saratoga card today? Yeah, I did actually. And, um, I, 
I was really impressed by the winner of the stakes race today, the Schuylerville. I think it was the one horse, Cindy something. I can't remember. Yep. I didn't actually have time to handicap the card, but I was watching the races. And as they were warming up, I thought, my gosh, that horse has a lovely jog. Yep. <laughs> and so physically, I, I mean, I, I saw most of the rest of the field, but I was like, oh, that's the one to go with for sure. And obviously it was two to one, but I didn't know anything else about it besides the fact that she looked like a winner and she won that way too for Eddie Camille. So that was a, a pretty impressive one. Uh, just lesson to everyone, uh, especially when we're talking about the uh, Schuylerville, uh, always bet the wife's name. Uh, my wife's name is Cindy, <laughs> and I and I was on the D Wayne yeah. Lucas horse in, in that one, the favorite, the nine. Um, right. So, yeah. Don't just, tell your wife. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I got an I told you so in horse form. I'm not too I'm not too messed up about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this late pick five. Uh, this is Saturday. July 15th or is it the 16th? It is the 16th. 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 I'll tell you, doing all these like a couple days in advance has thrown me for uh what some might call a tizzy. Uh yeah. so it kicks off with race seven, uh post time 429 p.m. at Eastern Time at Saratoga. Uh race seven is a seven furlong optional claimer, uh, with a, a claiming price of sixty-two thousand five hundred. And there are some conditions and stuff. No big deal. Um <laughs> so Megan, you spent basically from February till uh, late May uh, showing me up, uh, picking horses on Divine and the Dog with uh, uh -huh. America's Best Racing. Uh, I have no doubt that the theme will continue this time. So go ahead. Tell me who's going to win. <laughs> well, just wanted to say, speaking of rain, there are some turf racing, uh, races included in this sequence, and it doesn't look like it's going to rain on Saturday up there at the spot. It looks like it's going to be a beautiful weekend. So um, hopefully that will not be something that you have to contend with there for your handicapping. But um, did for you, this one, did you see before race one, they had the pop-up shower that, that came through. I it, wasn't it, tuning in at that point. I was still out running errands at that time, but I saw yeah, a replay like, and it didn't even look like the same day. Yeah, it was like just pouring rain. It was like, ah, now mm -hmm. it's officially Saratoga that we've had the pop-up shower. Sorry, back to the winners. See, it's funny because, but that weather is very much like Kentucky weather. You know, like the joke is if you don't like the weather, like wait 20 minutes and it'll change. Right. So yeah. it's very interesting, you know, because people are like, oh, that's just Saratoga. But it's like, yeah, well, that's just new, that's just Kentucky too. It's what we deal yeah. with. <laughs> Here, here's the secret. Um, that, that's That's just anywhere. Well, yeah. Well, especially for you too, being in the Midwest, I guess. Um, but I, I feel like it was not much of the case when I was living in Long Island, but I don't know. Maybe I just don't remember. Definitely not yeah. in California. That was certainly not something right. I had to contend with out there. Um, right. So, you know, when obviously when you're talking about sequences with the pick five, you want to make sure that you are being economical. Um, and mm -hmm. I mentioned this because I think there's certainly a chance to single here in the first leg, which means you basically get a free square if you're playing the late pick five. And that is uh, with the five horse reinvest reinvestment risk. Four year old son of Upstart, who has already won here at Saratoga, in fact, um, has had a first and a second place effort at this track, although not at this distance. So is 0 for 3. Um, I think it's a seven furlongs, right? Yeah, over the seven furlong distance. But, you know, he's had, he's just been in better races than the majority of this field. Uh, you know, he's the classier of the bunch. He's run second in a grade one, two grade ones, actually, behind some very nice horses, including Jackie's Warrior, Speaker's Corner, et cetera. So to me, it seems like a no-brainer. Chad Brown always brings his best horses to Saratoga. He targets that meet. And so, you know, he comes off of a very good uh, Belmont meet. I believe he was leading trainer there as well. And um, you get the services of, of Irad Ortiz. So it seems like 
they gave his horse some time off after Kentucky Derby Day, and this is, you know, the perfect spot for him to run in a race like this and then step back up um, to graded six company. So I think it's probably a free square play. And also, horses three to five on the morning line. I can't imagine what it's going to be when he goes off. So I'm going to probably use that one. If you ask me for a top three, it would be the five, nine, and the two. But I just don't know if I see any of these horses in here beating the five horse. Ooh, coming out, throwing haymakers with the single right off the bat. Um, yeah, yeah. Out, I'm saying I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle? Yeah. Now- <laughs> so I, I really hope this is a, the case where uh, either – uh, I, I am actually right this time and you're not, or I include your horse, uh, because I am trying to get around, uh, reinvestment risk. I actually went, uh, with two horses here, neither of them named reinvestment risk. I took, I thought that there was going to be enough pace here, uh, that a horse that wants to come from a little bit further off would, would do fairly well. Uh, also just my traditional Saratoga bias thing, uh, seven furlongs. I always stay away from the like most inside three posts. It seems like traditionally those inside three posts are usually just absolutely dead. So I kind of leaned into that angle and went with an off pace horse. And I took number four zoomer at 10 to one for Linda rice, get some class relief, has some pace to target. Uh, it's been on the improve and the horse has a history of winning off the layoff, which it's coming off the layoff for, for Linda rice. And then I went with uh, number six, uh answer in for robert falcone 12 to 1 uh the horse had a really troubled trip and looked like he was basically eased out of the turn in the uh the run happy uh last month i love betting horses that are eased vanned off things like that I feel like they always pop that next time out so uh i kept this without the, mo- the morning line and i was actually pretty shocked at the price that i saw but now that you're telling me that reinvestment risk is three to five it makes a little bit more sense uh um, yeah well, I will say too, answer in um, wasn't vanned off, uh, but the the rain broke there, so oh, the sure. I'm, rider I'm no just, longer had any control. <laughs> right, right. I'm just I'm just saying in general, horses that are yeah, that yeah. are eased, vanned off things. You know, uh, that's that's a, a that's back angle for me. Uh, anytime mm-hmm. I see the words vanned off, but you're right, it was not vanned off. I chose my words poorly. <laughs> All right, moving on. We've got race eight, the nine furlong Diana Stakes. It's a Grade One. It is on the melon turf. Uh, do you ever just want to go on the melon turf dressed like a bumblebee from the Blind Melon video for No Rain and just kind of really express yourself? Me neither. No. Me, me, based on your face, said, no. Me neither. But... Me neither. Let's just say me neither. <laughs> neither one of us. Let's forget that I said any of that. Okay. Uh, Got it. Pr- pretty interesting race. Uh, and by pretty interesting race, I mean, uh, this looks like it's uh, – geared up for chad brown's success uh pretty much that's that's my my takeaway go ahead go ahead let me think what you uh let me know what you think of this race yeah so for this race uh chad brown has four of the six runners in here with al Stahl, um one of the other contenders and charlie appleby a trainer that has most of his horses internationally but uh you've got a lot of really talented runners in here i mean when you're talking about route races whether it be turf or dirt i think pace is increasingly important and so for the mile and an eighth here on the turf i want to certainly consider which horses are going to be up towards the front and which ones might be saving some ground i thought there was a good amount of speed signed on including the one technical analysis um, the five uh, Delica and the six in Italian. So you're kind of split between front runners and closers. Um, but I think that Rougier is probably the horse for me. This is a horse that 
raced internationally before coming to the Breeders' Cup back at Del Mar in the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf and finished seventh that day. I had a lot of trouble. I mean, was checked, was in a tight spot, wasn't really able to make a run, but actually sold this horse. She was the sale topper at the Arcana breeding stock sale in uh, December of 2021. And she was purchased for $3.9 million. So they brought her over to Chad Brown's bar and they've really gotten to know this horse. She made a start in May, I believe. Yeah. The middle of May. Um, and so they've really just mapped out a, a good campaign for a filly that should be pretty talented. And in fact, has shown that she has uh, a good amount of talent. So she wins first time out in the Bogay, the grade three at Belmont. And then they bumped her up to her grade one in the New York. She was favored that day and Bleecker Street, you know, was able to beat her. She was out kicked at the end, but I still think this is a really talented horse. And I think that Flavian Pratt is an excellent rider. We saw that out in California and now he's moved his tack over to New York. And Chad Brown's been riding him on a lot of his really good horses. We mm -hmm. saw that on Derby weekend and it continues here. So I think Rogier is, is probably the horse to beat. And if you're going to get a little bit of a price at three to one, I'm certainly uh, signed on for that. I do respect Bleecker Street, a horse that's undefeated seven for seven, but has a similar running style, comes from off the pace. Um, you know, also trained by Chad Brown, ridden by Rad Ortiz, is perfect at this distance. So there's not a lot to not like about her, but um, I'm just going to try to maybe be a little price hungry in there. Um, and then the one horse, if you're going to take two closers or a closer, I think you might want to look at a speed horse and that's technical analysis um, for Chad Brown again. Uh, two for two here at Saratoga and a horse that just draws perfectly with the rail and has that early speed. So we'll see if she can kind of hold off the rest of them. So th this is one of those races that uh, not only do I dislike it, but there are elements of this that absolutely make my fucking blood boil. Uh, and, and it's that it's not that ch just the Chad Brown has four entries. It's that Chad Brown has four entries and three of them are owned by Peter Brandt and his fancy linen suits with his fancy hat. And I imagine probably a cane with some amber with a mosquito with a, that has dinosaur DNA inside of it. That's how I see Peter Brandt. I don't know if he actually <laughs> has a dinosaur theme park, but I mean, everything here is, is geared for Rogier and Bleecker street to, to succeed. I feel, uh, because I, I don't, I don't think that, uh, in Italian, I mean, in Italian's a really talented horse, but at the same time, I feel like it's really only there to set up, uh, to set up Bleecker street or Rogier at the same time. And then you have the mm -hmm. Clarevic horse that, I mean, you, you gotta think that, I mean, that's one of his top connections. So maybe this one has a fair chance to actually get out and steal it on the front. And I think if we're going to take one of the Chad Brown speeds, it would probably be technical analysis like you did. Um, and in regards to the, to the 2021 breeders cup, I feel like you just got to draw a line through almost every single one of those races. Cause they were just, yeah, there was wonky, a lot wonky results. There was um, a lot of trouble for a lot of horses. It was a really weird day. I feel like for that one, there was two races. There was um, oh, a really good female horse whose name I don't remember right now for Chad Brown. And then another one, you're like, okay, yes, those made sense. But everybody else, you were like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> right. And it was turf and dirt. And then when it comes yeah. to turf, these horses were just overmatched by uh, the European mm -hmm. competition this past year. So I, I didn't get as bold uh, once again. Uh, I, I went Bleecker Street and Rogier um, because I don't know. Rogier feels like the most talented other Chad horse uh, mm -hmm. I, I've seen in a long time. Like you said, three to one, got to take it. I hate to use a, a a favorite defensively, but I feel like it's not using it defensively if it's got an equal chance to win as the other horse that I use. So that's why I'm using Bleecker Street and Rogier. Uh, yeah, that is it. And just like a candle in the wind. We move on from the Diana Stakes 
<laughs> but before we move on to the next leg, race nine, we are going to take a quick break, get a word in from our sponsors. We'll be right back with more of the Tilted Land Shark podcast brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet the MLB. And now, bet $500 on sports or in the casino before July 31st, 2022. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-and-under game. It's super simple. First, for any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, baseball's going on right now. The number of hits in a baseball game. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB. Once again, I'm here with Megan Devine. We are just ripping through this uh, late pick five for the uh, Saturday Saratoga card. And uh, we're moving on race nine, a mile and an eighth on the inner turf, an optional claimer, $80,000 claiming price. I love the inner turf at Saratoga. <laughs> when the inner turf at Saratoga gets dry, it's like it's like a like a two week long holiday. It's like if if Christmas or I don't know. I'm trying to trying to think like what holiday I had where people would just give me money. Oh wait, none of them. So this is a I mean, special if holiday. You celebrated Hanukkah. You would go on for a while. So. <laughs> this is this is true. It's like a it's like a double Hanukkah almost because uh-huh. it can be so dry in Saratoga for so long. Um, yeah. yeah. So on the inner turf, nine furlongs, uh, this felt like a race where you really needed to spread out. And I, I, I'm even, you know, spread out with the caveat with a horse that could draw in as, as a also eligible. What did you see here in this race, Megan? Um, I picked the nine horse Fort Ticonderoga, um, which I feel like when's the last time you've used a Fort Ticonderoga pencil? Cause for me, I really had to think <laughs> it, I would say the latest would probably be middle school but that's what i'm thinking too yeah yeah because I, I i i really like unless it was like a standardized test I'm in, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd gotten, have like a number two pencil like yeah, i have, I'm got, sitting at my desk gotten, right now and i have a whole drawer of like pens and stuff and pencils yes yeah. I, I got like two pencils but yeah. uh i don't think there's one there's not one in there yeah 
So I, I feel like by the time I got to high school that my uh, dexterity and technical skills had gotten so sharp that I was using mechanical pencils by, by that time when, yeah, it, yeah. when it was, uh, uh-huh. you know, when it was test time. But uh, yeah, oh, the one pencil I know exists in this house is a mechanical pencil. You, you just reminded me of a random story, which was uh, I, I was in like second grade and we were taking like the, the standardized test and this girl mm-hmm. um, on the last day of it uh, says something to the teacher about how she took the entire test with her, her ALF pencil. And the teacher's like, let me see this. She's like, is this a number two? She's like, I don't, I don't know. It's got Alf on it. And <laughs> like literally like listening to this teacher berate this poor child about using an Alf pencil for at least five minutes. Because uh, I'm sure she had probably some sort of performance thing riding on it. Yeah. I know, I know that now. But for some reason, just like cruelty and Alf have both stuck with me uh, because of that <laughs> that moment. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. So for... Were you a single Fort Ticonderoga? No, no, no. I, I just had that horse picked first. I mean, I I think this is a, you know, the way that this horse performed in the win last time in the maiden special weight, I thought was really impressive and ran a really good number. And if you're looking at buyer speed figures or other numbers here, I, I think this Colt is better than the rest of them, albeit, you know, maybe a little bit less experienced than some horses in here. Um, you know, started off, at the maiden special weight level as well in July of last year and finished second. Then they gave the horse some time off, got Lasix for the first time for that second effort and was in a, a tougher race, stretched out a little bit, which I think was positive, got the turf, which they wanted first time out, but it was taken off and, and did, I think what they thought this horse always could do. Um, this is certainly a horse that has really good breeding as well. I mean, you've got war fronts on the top, so that screams, uh, turf. And then the dam was the stakes winner in France. And in fact, was third in the grade three pucker up at Arlington on the turf there. And this horse has three half siblings that have run third in a grade three, uh, turf at Santa Anita first in a stakes race on the turf at Aqueduct and uh, Del Mar, the Fort Lauderdale at Goldstream park on the turf. So there's a lot of really good successful racing, you know, pedigree to this horse and a lot of that comes on the grass so if this was a race that wasn't on the grass I'd be concerned but it just really seems like the perfect spot for a horse like this they obviously thought highly enough of the horse that um, they kept it the maiden special weight level and and are going to protect it here and put it in a allowance race and I expect to see this horse in stakes races honestly after this so I'm going to go with the nine um, the one a was my other selection here also trained by Shug McGahee with Flavian Pratt aboard um one on debut at Saratoga last year, then went to the grade one summer uh, at Woodbine over the good turf course there and didn't really perform very well. Just didn't really put in an effort at all. Woodbine uh, turf feels like change. its own animal, doesn't it? Yeah. And I just don't think it was a, an aggressive enough of a ride. I mean, because on debut, Jose Lascano really kept this horse in the bridle and was up there and, you know, stalking the pace, etc. And then I don't know if it was just that, he didn't get a good break that day or what, but he was nowhere to be found and he just ran flat. And sometimes horses are a little bit like a bicycle. You know, if you don't pedal, they're not going anywhere. And so um, I, I would suspect I've never ridden this one, but I would suspect that that was a little bit of the case there. And then they gave the horse some time off, came back in 2022 after more than a half a year layoff and finished third, but only beaten by nine lengths at uh, Belmont on the inner turf there. So I'm going to say that, probably needed a little bit more fitness, you know, since that race, he's worked um, a couple of really good times, including a bullet workout last time on July 8th. So just last week. Um, but I think dripping gold at a price at 12 to one seems to make some sense. And, and obviously a horse that they've thought a lot about from the beginning. So I'm going to go with the one a 
And then the sixth credit event for Chad Brown um, gets the blinkers off here. And, you know, I, I thought he ran fine enough with the blinkers last time, finished second by a head. And it seems like he had, you know, a good amount of speed to him. Uh, I don't know what the change, what the reason for the change is there, but he is a horse that ran well, really fresh after he had had some time off after he won on debut, they bumped him up to an allowance at Keeneland. He ran nowhere that day. Um, and then last time with Lovey and Prada board, he ran that good second. So curious to see what this horse does, but I will say as much as I kind of doubt that angle, because if it ain't broke, don't fix it is kind of what I live by, but Chad Brown does win at 43% when taking the blinkers off. So I guess he knows what he's doing. Uh, my, my thing is, uh, if it ain't broke, uh, obsessively tinker with it uh, because you're afraid it might be broke until it is actually right. Broken. Yeah, no, no. I, I like the work smarter, not harder angle. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. try not to do that when possible. No, I w- was not hugged enough as a child. I am constantly thinking that I'm doing something <laughs> wrong and, and breaking whatever I'm working with. Yeah. So I, I, I got to think that we, you and I saw the pace picture pretty much the same because uh, the, we have two horses that, that we definitely agree on. And that's the uh, the Chad Brown horse, the six uh, credit event. And then also uh, Fort Ticonderoga. Um, I added, I, I'm really spread here because I felt my thing with closers is closers don't make their own race and they're so dependent on things like clean trips and everything that I just want to kind of blanket with any closer that I think has any chance to, to get up and do it. So I, I used those two horses. I also threw in the eight, uh, parquetry. I mean, the horse got a win coming from off the pace on the dirt at, uh, at Gulfstream. Um, you know, I think returning to two turn racing because it was racing at Belmont where it's kind of that mile and a 16th is, is more of like a, like a, like a hook in a turn, not not a true two two turn race. I thought getting back to two turn racing would help Parquetry quite a bit at thirty to mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll throw that on my ticket. Um, and then I also used uh, the ten Daunt, who was a little bit more forwardly placed last out. But if you look at its previous victories, uh, at the first call, it's hung back about you know five lengths. Second call, four lengths. Uh, you know, all of its best runs have come from a little bit further off than than where uh, Trevor McCarthy put it last time. You add the right. blinkers, you add the Lasix. Um, I mean, Robert Roboto, uh, not necessarily having the great year, but it's a really small sample size. Trevor McCarthy's having a fantastic uh, year, uh, though. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's really turned it on as of late. Uh, so I, I was uh, the, was it the six, the nine, the, sorry, the six, the eight, the nine, the 10. And then I've got my, uh, if the horse draws in, um, play here which is uh the 2b mo rewards as as more of a Mm -hmm. deeper closer with manny franco up for rudy rod uh another one gets the uh the lasix i love seeing in its um maiden race that it had a lot of adversity i mean we had a a bumped break slow start just really kind of overcame it to to win from from five and a half back at the second call uh one back at the stretch and then run one it going away um, works are pretty, pretty solid. I, I don't know if you use like the Saratoga workout reports. I'm a, a slave to the, to the damn things. Uh, I, I really just kind of, <laughs> I've bought in pretty much. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'd be interested to see how this one is, is working going into this race, but, uh, yeah, so I, I'm the, uh, the six, eight, nine, 10, and then a two B with an asterisk. And okay, we've got one more stakes race and it is the pin ultimate leg uh this is a race i actually i look forward to at the beginning of the saratoga meet every year it's uh the six furlong sanford grade three 
$175,000 purse. It's, it's for the two-year-olds. Um, let me see. I, I don't think I saw this name in here. I'm correct. I did not. Uh, there's Oh, there it is. I was going to say, there's no Steve Asmussen horse, and I don't know what to do with myself <laughs> or my hands. Um, yeah. It, really interested to hear your take on this, because I feel like this the run styles of the two-year-olds in this race, it feels like a pretty unique field. Um, well, I tend to not, yeah, I don't, that, I, I place absolutely no value in that because, you know, you've got, you're, you're going four and a half, five furlongs, essentially for those horses, since they've only, I think the majority besides one in here, uh, or two has had three has had one start, right? So for most of these horses, they just had one out. It was a short distance. And, you know, I think that you don't there's one of two things that happens. I mean, if you have a horse that comes from off the pace and puts it all together, you know, as, as far as like a deep closer, most of the time it was because they were like confused, trying to figure out what was going on. And then they put it together late and you had horses that went too fast in front of them, or, you know, they pretty much just go out there and they do what they've been trained to do, which is just go really fast. Right. Cause all they know in the morning is a breeze and that they don't have a field to chase. And so I find that most of the time you'll see success with, first races for horses that win first time out on the lead or very close to it because that's just where they win from they're just they're not mentally mature enough to really like put the pieces together save ground you know make the move late and also you don't know what you're dealing with you know from a rider perspective you don't know that hey this horse really does runs better when it you know makes a, a big late move or whatever they're just too inexperienced and the distances are too short for that you can't you can't come from off the pace at four yeah. and a half for a long. Hard, hard to close at four and a half for a long. Yeah, exactly. And that's where most of these horses are coming from. Five furlongs even, right? So I think it's pretty common to see a horse kind of stalking and then winning like that in their first start at that kind of a distance. So I, and we're only going six furlongs here anyway. So as far as, you know, pace is concerned, I don't think I look into that too much. I look more into breeding is a big thing for me for two-year-old horses um, obviously the numbers that they ran first time out, the times that they ran first time out conditions, maybe that they ran over. Um, and so those are the things and obviously connections too, right? You mentioned Steve Asmus and he does really well with young horses. So that's something to consider. I, I went with the nine on top here. Now I know that this horse did win over a sloppy racetrack at Belmont and sometimes the slop can kind of accelerate, um, or advance uh, speed numbers. And so you want to be a little bit wary of that because this horse did run the best fire speed figure of the field. Um, and was out there in the front. And sometimes it's a little bit like a conveyor belt. So mm -hmm. whoever's in yep. the front just kind of stays that way. However, this horse is a half sibling to um, Frenze Fire, who was a nine-time graded stakes winner, won $2.7 million. And um, in fact, won the grade three Sanford. So mm -hmm. certainly bred for it, as well as the Champagne, which is a grade one race for the two-year-olds at a mile. So up and down, this horse is vice fights down. So he is you know, bred to go short distances, go really fast. And then on the bottom side with my every wish being the dam also of, um, of Frenze fire. I just think you, it's hard to look past that and Kelly Breen trained Frenze fire as well. So, you know, he's obviously familiar with this type of a horse. So I, so I think you're that, telling me it's not just a clever name on Diamo. No, Frenze. <laughs> no, it is a, that's a name for a reason. Uh, but so the nine horse has to be one that I think, you got to look at the, the sloppy track at Belmont makes me a little bit wary. And also it was a New York bred race too. He is a New York bred, but 
there's a few other New York breads in here as well. And sometimes I think you see that at Saratoga, even though this is a graded stakes race for open company, meaning horses that were bred from Kentucky, other places, um, you know, I, I'm not too worried about that. Now, the sixth horse is Mo Strike uh, for Brad Cox. He also does very well with young horses. And this one put it together at least from an outside post position, ran against 10 horses on debut and was tactical enough to kind of figure it out. And Florent Giroux is a pretty good aggressive um, gate rider. And so he got this horse into position and they were able to win by, by yeah, so get into length position after. to strangle it back is, is how, he, <laughs> how he does it. Well, but you kind of have to though, right? You don't, you want to get out there because if you don't have your, your front positioning, sure. especially when you're coming into a turn or you have a big field, you just don't know what's going to happen. So instead of like leaving it up to chance that like these young two-year-old horses that are running for the first time are going to yeah. have a nice, clean, safe trip and you can, you know, nicely navigate. It's, it's just chaos. Yeah. <laughs> so all you got to do is like stay out of it, you know? Like I'm when more you're thinking on the road and somebody's driving really badly, you're like, I'm just going to go by you. <laughs> I, I'm more thinking of the races where Florent Giroux has an eight-year-old gelding in the sleeper hold, you know, uh, down mm -hmm. down the back stretch, pull, pulling him up. Um, sorry, please, please continue. That's That ends yeah. with Florent Giroux diatribe. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you'll see some of the best riders. It's yep. save ground. Uh, hardly any of Chad's horses you'll see out there, you know, speed, speed, speed. I mean, some of them are, right? But more often than not, you'll see Chad's horses, Todd's horses, et cetera, um, on the East Coast, at least. I think when you're talking West Coast and you're talking like Bob Baffert and some of those other trainers out there, speed holds a little bit more. Yeah. But on the East Coast, it's a little bit more of a European riding style most of yeah. the time and race style. So actually saving ground is, I would say, much more successful than than letting them run most of the time. But if you're in right. California, it's the opposite, that it just yeah. carries you a little bit more. So so yeah, I don't mind it too much, but um, I, I've got the nine on top. The sixth horse I mentioned is Mo Strike, and then the four is Forte for um, Todd Pletcher. And this one comes out of a pretty good score on debut, one by seven lengths that day at Belmont over a fast track in an open maiden special weight company. So, you know, New York breads, uh, Kentucky breads, New Jersey breads, whatever, same thing that you're getting here. And um I like the fact that I rad stays back on, you know, it seems like this horse won easily at the, at the wire. It was not a big effort and then just kind of eased up and coasted across the finish line. So um, I really like that there. And the mayor as well, Queen Caroline is um, a stakes winner herself. She ran on the turf at Indiana and Laurel and she won there and they bred this one back to uncle Mo and authentic. So I think they certainly think enough of her uh, well of her. And they think that this horse could be pretty successful. So um yeah, those would be my top three. There, there are some interesting, though, other bloodlines, and I, I do quite a bit of research just with my own handicapping in that. <clears throat> so the one, Boppy, is a half-sibling to Papa Cap, who won $800,000 and yep. won the grade two best pal, and uh, I think was second in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile at one point, too. So you, you've got a few freshman sires in here as well, Bolt Dioro being one of those. Um, I think there was another one. There was Good Magic as a first crop sire. So meaning we haven't seen what Justify has one in here too. We haven't seen what these horses are going to do yet. And so it will be interesting as the year kind of progresses to see who who's going to really produce a lot of these big runners. I mean, obviously in the past couple of years, we talked about horses like Gunrunner producing so many of these good ones and, and sure. some of the others. So yeah, it's uh two-year-olds are, are tricky, but those are, would be the three horses that I would be focused on the most. So I... I, I believe everything you're saying with Andiamo Forense. I'm also 
not using Andiamo off Firenze for all the reasons. And with the, I, I put, I, I kind of thought that that figure might be the product of that kind of seal track conveyor belt sort mm -hmm. of thing. And by the way, other right. horses in this in this field. I mean, we we know this horse's sibling. Tuck in your ears and your tongues because he's coming with teeth. <laughs> There's a fifty percent chance he's coming with teeth. Um, <laughs> I singled here. I actually leaned into a single. Now the women love you when you get out there. Why do you think that is? What did you say? The women love you when you get out there. Why is that, ladies? Well, I'm asking you. Huh? I'm sorry. You know, you can't play the first clip without playing the second clip of that James Brown interview. <laughs> All right. So I went single Curly Jack, uh, the the number five horse, uh, sire Good Magic, the two year old champion, uh, won won the Breeders' Cup, and then kind of turned into the modern sham chasing uh, Justified around uh, for a few yeah. races. Um, I mean has produced, I mean, the dance produced 60% uh, winners at two years old uh, of her six horses that, that have made the gate. She's had four winners. I am morally opposed to her name. It's Connie. The dance name is Connie and Michael. That's like me mm -hmm. rolling into the dentist and they're like name. And I'm like, Chase and Eleanor. <laughs> what? It's like having a shared Facebook account with your significant other or like email, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> Straight to jail. That's how I feel about yeah. that. Straight to jail. Um, mm -hmm. I, so, You're not of that age group, so. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we can. If I was of that age group, the email address would most definitely be at Hotmail. Um, yeah, I, no, for so, sure. What I thought with Curly Jack, especially since I'm I'm discounting the performance from Andiamo Aferenze, is that uh, Curly Jack is a horse that is likely going to be the speed of speed. Um, mm -hmm. I, I see a lot of these other horses that kind of, you know, they hung back and, and then kind of made their move, which, you know, I... It, I wasn't prepared to look through here and see not just see wire, wire to wire, wire to wire, wire to wire on all, all these different horses. Uh, you brought up a lot of good points that uh, I probably should have taken into consideration. But, <laughs> I mean, what can I say for myself? Ladies and gentlemen, simple minds. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I'm on Curly Jack on the single uh, in in the uh, the Sanford. It feels it feels wrong not not taking. Uh, not taking a, a Steve Asmussen horse just because I don't, I don't think he can get up to use the bathroom in the middle of the night without tripping over a world-class sprinter. So uh, mm -hmm. I would expect him to have two good ones, but uh, I'm, I'm not using that. I'm using Curly Jack and we are moving on. I see. I think you're brave to single in a two-year-old race. I would much rather single in the race before where you spread than single in a two-year-old race. I was born ready for humiliation. There you go. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, yeah, we're going to move on to, let's call it the money leg where, where pick four, pick five tickets go to either live in glory or wither on the vine, mm -hmm. but we're going to take a quick break before we get into it, get a couple words in from our sponsors. We'll be right back with more notorious OTB on the sports gambling podcast network. Listen, folks, my coffee maker is it's not working right now. Do I feel like burning this house to the ground? I sure do. I need my coffee. And I think you need Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee sends you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters, small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to sustainably source the greatest beans from around the world. Whether your friends call you a coffee snob or you just know when coffee tastes really perfect, Trade's real coffee experts personally taste test over 450 roasts so they know exactly what to recommend for you. 
right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping. When you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP, that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. I'm talking your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB uh, I mean, Biggie was from Do or Die bed Well, we are on the Do or Die last leg. It is a mile and a 16th on the turf, the melon turf. Uh, it's a $35,000 claimer. And once again, there are some conditions. The N- Naira has so many conditions that it's just like, after I read it, I'm like, I don't understand what I just said to people. They could have, <laughs> they, you know, they, they could have worked in something where I'm insulting myself. I don't trust them. Uh, we're, this is another one where I ended up spreading out. Uh, I think part of that is just, it feels like, the thing to do in the last leg sometimes, but mm-hmm. go ahead. What, what, what are you thinking here, Megan? How are you going to finish it out? Um, I think Diva Ready is probably the horse that'll win it because you're talking about a mile and 16th on the grass here. Um, like you said, claiming race. So anytime you have a horse that has grass experience, which Diva Ready does, uh, all three of her races have been on the grass. And in fact, her dam won a grade two on the grass in Ireland as well. So she's very well bred for it. More than ready has some, some good grass progeny as well. Um, she is getting class relief here. She was in an allowance optional claiming race last time out after she broke her maiden at the maiden special weight level. And so I think she's getting back to a distance that she prefers. I don't know that she loved the seven and a half furlongs at Woodbine. So she's going to get more distance to work with. She gets the class relief. She comes from a really good trainer and Jonathan Thomas is an excellent horseman. He wins at 25% for the year. And you get Flavian Pratt, who is a French rider who originally, you know, when he came to California, now he's just good at anything any distance, any surface, whatever. But when he first came over, he was really a turf specialist and, um, and he, he gets along with horses really well. He's super talented. So I think Diva Ready is probably the horse to beat in here. Um, plus Jonathan Thomas going from sprinter out wins at 40% of the time. Mm-hmm. So you've got some good numbers there. Uh, the nine horse is Princess Blakely, I believe. For Chad Brown, also getting some class relief. Uh, was in an allowance race last time at Goldstream Park over the synthetic. Never been on the turf before. Both races of her career have been on the synthetic. And so, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how she takes to it. I don't see any works on the turf. She's worked on the main track at Belmont and then 
Um, this will be, I don't think she's had a recorded work. Oh, I'm sorry, early on in June, she was at the training track at Saratoga. So I'm curious if this is a horse that they plan to try to get in at Belmont or not, because the fact that she was working over the training track there up at Saratoga, then they brought her back down to Belmont and then obviously back up, especially with the layoff line. It's kind of one of those that you wonder, was she, you know, was there just not a race that went for this horse? Um, on the turf or whatever. So I think they've probably been sitting on this horse for a little while now, and I'd expect a big performance. Uh, the fact that this one came out of a maiden optional claiming, you know, instead of maiden special weight, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a little bit of a step below, but it's Chad Brown, my rat Ortiz. So eh, it's, I think it'll be fine. I don't love the comment lines last time that yeah. she logged in and she just didn't, you know, have any finish there because I think that's more of a concern, but I do think that this is a, this is a horse to consider just with the connections alone, the class drop, et cetera. So I'm going to take the the four, nine, and then the six would be my other horse to round out a top three, if you ask me for one. Um, and this is a horse that went a mile and a half last time. That's a super long distance. And so I don't think she wanted any part of that. She took a long time to graduate from the maiden special weight company. And that was on the synthetic at Turfway Park. Um, and then before that, they'd run her in some really tough maiden special weight races at Kentucky Downs, at, at Keeneland. It just seemed like she always ran into some pretty good horses that came back to win their next start. So I don't know what to do with this one. I do think that, you know, she's got some talent. It's just a matter of trying to find the right type of a race for her. And hopefully she's put it together. And, you know, you got Manny Franco aboard. He's winning at 19% right now. But um, there's some really good bloodlines with this horse as well. The dam was... Um, Grade, grade six place, I believe, in a grade three at Aqueduct. And then this horse is a half sibling who won the grade one, Clement Hirsch at Del Mar. But those are dirt races, and this is a turf race. So a little bit of a question mark there. Yeah, so I said so I said I was going to spread out. It was actually all a clever ruse. Got him. We fucking got him. <laughs> I'm actually only two deep here. One of them you already okay. mentioned, Diva Ready. I'm not going to go into it. And then I used the 11, Kimba. Um what I noticed with Kimba is it seems like she likes to run second, but she always has excuses when, when she runs second <laughs> is the thing. And I think she, she's been really up against it and still finished yeah. second. Uh, endearing. Um, I mean, last out, we had the stumbled start, uh, start before that on the 21st of May, we had a, uh, you know, rained off the turf. And then it looked like probably fanned wide about five wide, uh, in that, in that race. Um, then you go back before that. I mean, it's a pretty respectable finish. Still finish second. Yeah, it might be a little bit of a hanger. Okay. Okay, Megan. Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> she might be a little bit of a hanger, but I, I, you know, I, you know, hangers can be winners sometimes. I mean, um, I think your 11 horse has much, as much of a chance of winning as my six horse, probably. Like, I feel yeah. like they are the same, you know, they're just for sure. Have yeah. Really been there, but not really been there. They like show up to the party, but they're like, nah. I'm going to leave at nine. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, it's a, but I thought, I thought that this horse could be, I I didn't see a whole lot of speed here. Uh, Cause so, I mean, that's why Diva ready was, was my other horse was, I thought that the horse could be forwardly placed. I thought that this could be a pace picture where you see, just kind of see a huddled mass Mm -hmm. of no one who wants to go fast. And then usually it's those horses that actually show a little bit of initiative are the ones that kind of kick free and and win those races, unless you've got some sort of monster closing into soft paces. uh, Like we saw earlier uh, today on the, on the card with, uh, I can't remember the horse's name, but it was the four and I want to say the third race uh, at Mm -hmm. Saratoga. 
but uh, I, I thought Kimba, looking back at the running lines, I see a history, uh, even not as a maiden, of going forward, being Fordly Place, and then once again, just make you know having a good showing for herself. So that that was it. Those were my two: uh, Diva Ready and Kimba. And for the folks listening, I'm going to recap. This was my ticket uh, for this late pick five. Uh, let's see. I've got a $20 version that includes that 2B uh, that was also eligible. So it was 4-6 with 3-4 with 6-8, 9-10, and 2B with 5 with 4-11. That was a $20 ticket. If I drop out that uh, also eligible, it is a $16 ticket. I really thought this cool. was going to cost, cost more. I'm just a thrifty shopper here. <laughs> You're happy with that? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Yeah, what, I... Uh... I don't know. I didn't put a ticket together as far as cost is concerned, but I think I went one by three by three. Okay. Probably just two horses in there. And then three I used one. three in the, yeah. And then I used three in the 10th race and then probably just two in the in the last race. So I think my ticket's actually going to be pretty affordable because if I, ha- if yeah, yeah. I had to say to put one down and if I played that, I'd probably it for a little bit more than the base wager of the 50 cents but you single in the first leg with the five then uh in race number eight i think it's going to be the four and the three i you know you could add on the one but i think the four and the three are the really two the two horses you should focus on and then in race nine i really thought it was the nine horse uh, for ticonderoga and uh the one a dripping gold and then the six i use as well credit event so maybe use three horses there. And then I, I feel pretty strongly about the um the four in race ten. So four, nine, six. Then I'm just gonna use the four and the nine in race ten and then race eleven. Or I'm sorry, that was the last race. Yeah. That's yeah. it. So it'll be pretty affordable. Fort Ticonderoga, the graphite grinder. New nickname for that horse. <laughs> number two. I just came up with it. Now. Hopefully number one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> number t- number two on your writing. Number one in your mm-hmm. hearts, folks. Or yeah, exactly. Uh, Megan, so what? It, we we've lost touch since since <laughs> me, you, and Rosie don't don't do the the show together anymore. Uh, Which, yeah. by the way, Rosie misses you. She asks how you're doing. Oh, um, my animals miss you as well. I've got a cat sleeping over there and a dog sleeping right here. <laughs> yeah, how are those goats? The goats are good. I kept one of the babies this year. He got his balls cut off the other day, but um, yeah. Other than that, he's doing just fine. His name is See, Mo. <laughs> Rosie was just spayed two weeks ago and today was the cone off day. So like I woke oh. up early at like five 30 it was like a cone release ceremony. And then we just rubbed uh-huh. faces together. Um, <laughs> Cause I couldn't fit my face in her previous cone or maybe I could yeah. fit my face, but not the beard also. I don't know. It right. Just, you know, I, I didn't get my face accessories in with it, but let's mm-hmm. see. You've got the, uh, the, uh, uh, your podcast going with, uh, you know, JD Fox was the, the, uh, why am I blanking on the name? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I, I, I was, uh, on the horse racing happy hour for a while and I'm taking a little bit of a sabbatical at the okay. moment, um, for some differences. I, I'd taken a pretty heavy stance on, um, on women's rights and, sure. you know, pro-choice and all that. And we just had some differing opinions and I thought, uh, I was going to take some time away from working okay. with people that didn't share that opinion because I am currently pregnant and uh, I would not put anybody through this that didn't really, really, really want to do this because it is so hard <laughs> so uh yeah but I'm, I'm doing ellis and i'm doing uh, a lot of other things so it's, it's yeah. still been a very busy summer as uh, along with growing a human and trying to get the house ready for that yeah 
gestational priorities and uh, nest, yeah. nesting priorities. Yeah, pretty I, much. Yeah, we're we're putting a new floor in the house. I bought a crib. I got to put all these things together. It's a whole. When I spoke to you on the phone the other day, I was taking a mental break from all the work I had to do by building a piece of furniture because that's what yeah. you do as an adult. You know, you're like, I just yeah. need, I just need some time. I'm just gonna go build a shoe I rack. <laughs> I just need grown up Legos. Give me a yeah. moment. I'll come back with a spaceship. <laughs> exactly. Everything will be okay. Yeah, that's yeah. It's, it's what it is. It had the distinct sounds of, of someone uh, putting together something uh, Swedish in name, um, mm-hmm. prob- probably from, yeah. the, from the Ikea. <laughs> it was, yeah. I mean, it was from Amazon, but basically it was, yeah, it was yeah. that. So, you know, it doesn't have the fancy name like a Frugatog or something like that. No, um, no nothing fancy. I did order a very fancy bassinet, which I wonder if I'm going to regret. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, what is it? Have you seen the a snoo? snoo? You got the snoo? I ordered the snoo. <laughs> <laughs> did you have I to sell any board. organs that thing is crazy <laughs> no i i i got some deals um because i waited to buy everything on july 4th on like all the other furniture and stuff and yeah. so i took the money that i didn't spend on all the other stuff and and put it towards this new plus i feel like i did look online i did my research because yeah. both my husband and i are very good at like investing in things and so um this new retains its value so I'm going to sell that thing and not lose a lot of money Dude, after this, I don't need it anymore. The Whereas like you can't, market is crazy. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. You can't find it for like, you know, it's still, I mean, it's over it's about half, half price, maybe a little bit more, but I mean, it's still pretty good. Do I want my baby to sleep? Yes. Do I also want my baby to be a Wi-Fi hotspot and have Bluetooth? <laughs> yes. You bring me a goddamn snoop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my husband's awesome. a nerd, so he like everything is controlled by the phone or Alexa. So I'm pretty sure he just was into that. And I just want to sleep. So I just want like to be able to have blissful, luxurious sleep one day. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I kind of I hope that they uh I, I hope that they someday make adult snooze and that they uh, mm. have an affordable layaway plan. Uh, Cause I think yeah. that's how I, how I'd probably have to rent handle it. A full... You can rent a snoo. <laughs> Maybe I should just rent my own. Like I should just rent yeah. it out to people. Where's and, like, your entrepreneurial spirit? Yeah. Seriously. Just... I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll add div- that on as a service within my LLC. <laughs> Divine snooze. Uh, future mm. sponsor of the notorious OTB brought to you Thanks, by the sports gambling podcast and divine snooze. Snooze. Well, you need a snooze yeah. for only a little bit of time. Yeah. Divine snooze. Well, hopefully we'll have another kid. So I'm. it's really, like I said, it's an investment. And then it's going to keep its value and I'm going to resell it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Well, I uh, personally am offended that I haven't been updated with every single one of your doctor's appointments uh, through, <laughs> through your whole uh, pregnancy. But I understand there are probably people yeah. who need to know more than mm-hmm. I do. And yeah. uh, thank thank you so much for, for joining me today. I've been I've been planning on having you on for a while and now i was like Pot yeah Ganza, perfect this is perfect right? I, no I saved, I, the, I, I saved you the saturday card too hopefully it was uh it's some good value hopefully i have some winners and next time i'll when when i'm not pregnant and i'm allowed to have coffee i'll have like a lot more energy so i promise to bring that to the show next time there we go but it is eight o'clock and i'm like you know what um i'm really tired it's really hot outside so right. <laughs> being pregnant is so hard well i've already kept you too long so we are going mm-hmm. to say goodbye. That is it for us on the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, myself, and also now friend of the show, Megan Devine. We will catch you next time. 